Welcome to Timothy Eden Memorial Church, a place for life. Connect, participate, celebrate. My thanks to Chris, Reverend Chris Miller, uh, for sharing the scripture with us. And Chris, great fun to be able to participate in a service again with you. He read us the core, Chris read us the core of the Palm Sunday message and what followed, Jesus cleansing the temple. I want to add one verse. This is from Mark's gospel, and it's a little later in the week. So I'm pushing the story a little farther and then hoping we can reflect on it all. Hear this from Mark chapter 14, verse 1. It was two days before the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. That was three days advanced into our week then. But we're still at Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is a big deal. But I'm thinking that a lot of us aren't sure exactly what we should focus on. There are layers in this, and there are facets and angles to look at it to get a different message, a variety of foci. When I was a kid in Sunday school, half a century and more ago, we made it a joyous day of celebration, as we just did now, waving palm branches coming in. We were celebrating and cheering for Jesus, our King, who rode into the city today. That's what I remember as a child. Now, in 2022, We've expanded, in, in my thinking, we've expanded the message of this day. It's also known, not just as Palm Sunday, it's also known now as Passion Sunday, from the Latin word meaning to suffer. And it's the Sunday that launches us into this hard, dark week ahead. It's the beginning of the week that starts so well and ends so badly cheering on Sunday and then by Friday, crucify him. So we get that it's a big deal. And yet, I think we wonder, what exactly should I be getting, what should I be focusing on on Sunday? I know what's coming. There's a Last Supper out there. There's many incidents in the week ahead but what should I be focusing on today? I want you to think about this week as a couple of snapshots. I'm just going to give you two. Two word pictures showing who God is and how God operates. So I want to tell you two stories. Both true. These are true stories. And they show two different sides of God. Listen. How are you doing? 
The preacher asked a friend of his as they got coffee together. Well, I'm okay. Only okay, he said. Yeah, you see, our son has been putting us through hell, she said. Didn't even know where he was for the last couple of months. My husband and I were eating dinner last night, and suddenly, without warning, he bursts in the front door and begins cursing us, demanding money from us, refusing to join us at the table. And after an ugly scene, he stormed down the hall, slammed the door to his room. I'm so sorry, the preacher said to her. Well, my husband got up, goes into the kitchen, pours himself a drink, and then turned on the TV and slumped down in his chair. That's how he handles these moments. I walked down the hall and said to the bedroom door, can we just talk? I just want to talk. I could hear him cursing me from inside his bedroom. I tried the door, it was locked. So I went out to the garage and I got a hammer, a big hammer. I think they call it a sledge. And I walked back in and I stood before my son's bedroom door. I drew back with that big hammer and with one blow, I knocked the doorknob clean off and took about a third of the door with it. And then I went in and lunged at my astonished looking son, grabbed him by the throat and said, you're, you're better than this. I'm not putting up with this anymore. I'm not taking your crap. I went through labor for you. I gave birth to you. I'm not giving up on you and I'm not letting you get away. She paused and the preacher, wide-eyed, looked at her. And then she said, in a soft voice, I really think, I really think something important happened last night. We connected. I think he heard me. And we're on a new track now. So there's the first story. And I think I want to suggest to you that God is sometimes something like that mother. The events early in Holy Week give us that evidence. Jesus rides into Jerusalem and his arrival is like an invading ruler proclaiming his authority and challenging the present regime. Do you know what the first act was when he rode into the city? Do you remember? Chris read it to us. Let me give it to you again. This, he read us Luke. This is Mark. Same story. And Jesus entered the temple, began to drive out those who were selling and those who were buying in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money changers. He was teaching and saying, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. You have made it a den of robbers. And so it went. For the next four days that week, Jesus challenged and was challenged argued, debated, and confronted, knocked on, smashed down the doors to get through to proclaim the truth. So there's that first snapshot, and where do we fit in? Are we in that picture? 
I don't know where you're at, what's going on in your life, but I'll tell you there are times when I've needed to be smacked upside the head. I've needed to have somebody confront me and challenge me and have a change of attitude and a change of heart. I think that's necessary in a lot of aspects and a lot of areas of life, not just our personal lives, but let me look at other areas. Think in the business world. When he was asked about what makes a good leader, one prominent management consultant, I can't remember if this was Peter Drucker or Stephen Covey, but it was one of those guys, said this, what makes a good leader in business? Quote, courage to push against the defenses of an organization. Listen, good leaders have the courage to intervene. In dying organizations, leaders simply manage the decline, manage what's already going on. But a good leader will confront and push against. That's a business consultant. What about education? Any truth in that world? They did a study at a graduate university. They interviewed a whole bunch of grad students. One of them said this, a good teacher will get in your face. Poor teachers sit back, lay out the material on the whiteboard, take it or leave it as you will. A good teacher is the one who dares to intrude, comes at you with energy and urgency and even a bit of attitude. I read that and I thought, really? I had pretty mellow props when I was in grad school. Nobody ever smacked me upside the head and I needed it a few times. But good teacher. And then I remembered, I don't know if any of you saw last month's March's McLean's magazine, the back page. Used to be Dr. Foth, but now it's before you go. And a young writer from the Toronto area who grew up in Ottawa wrote to his high school English teacher. And listen, I want to read you what he wrote. This is from the back page of the March McLean's. He wrote to his high school teacher, I remember nervously writing essays for you, agonizing over each word. Every paragraph was another opportunity to impress you. I should have known better. He wrote, you told me, you wrote back on my first essay, you've got potential, but it's hidden beneath words you don't understand the meaning of. That stung, but you were right. And then this quote, I wish I could put it up on a screen. You were the first person who took my writing seriously enough to criticize it. There it is. Good business leaders, good teachers, and maybe Jesus is telling us good spiritual leaders are willing to confront and challenge the status quo. Holy Week says that in Jesus, God's not going to take it anymore. This is God on the move. God's not hunkered down in Fortress Church. God's invading the city. God is intruding into our lives. 
But then comes the astonishing twist that you don't see coming. Look, here comes Jesus, not to destroy what is broken or punish those who are wrong, but to reclaim and rescue. He takes what is wrong upon himself. He bears it. He stands with us in all our brokenness and sinfulness in the midst of pain and suffering. He sacrifices himself for us. So if we're going to understand that God smashes, is willing to smash through our rebellious defenses, here's the other story. Here's the other picture I want you to get. And this one comes, again, true story, it comes from the London Sunday Times, telling an emotional tale from the devastating earthquake that was in Armenia a few years ago. A mother and her little child were trapped under many tons of concrete when their building collapsed on them in that earthquake. They had enough space, a narrow crawl space, to huddle together and lie there without food or water for the better part of a week. The little girl begged her mother for water, but there was none. So finally, in desperation, the mother found a piece of broken glass and cut her hand and said to her daughter, drink this. That was the only liquid she had to keep her daughter alive. And as the days went on, the little girl said, please, Mama, cut your other hand for me. Now, fortunately, a few hours after that, they were both rescued. Both mother and daughter survived. But I think about those two stories of the mother who, the one who, of the mother who broke down her son's bedroom door to confront him with tough love. And then about this mother who was willing to sacrifice herself to save her child. I don't know which parental treatment you need right now or deserve, but I do know you may need the compassionate, sacrificial care that Mother God offers. Or you may need some things confronted and challenged in your life. Today is Palm Sunday. Today is Passion Sunday. And it leads into a dark, hard week. May you experience the God who comes with all the truth and all the force and all the mercy that this Holy Week brings to us. Thanks be to God. 
Amen. Let us pray. Holy One, come into our darkness. Come into our dark world. Challenge, convince, convert, consecrate. Change us from the inside. For Christ's sake and in his name, amen. Amen. Christ has sacrificed all for us. And we, his disciples, join him in that sacrifice. We bring our gifts. We give our thanks. An offering will be received. Amen.